this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. Dad, dammit. Dad? 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 Uh, oh, no. Did you come back from getting milk? After taking some downtime to rest, recover, and plan. So uh, during your downtime, you did a lot of scouting because uh, you'd been kind of tasked with escorting this Gattleby, the inventor of this dangerous uh, substance, Pyronite. Uh, you've been tasked to get him safely to the Barrel and Bullet Saloon. Micah's angels head out to meet the reclusive inventor, Vashawn Gattleby. A chicken wire fence contains a small lot overgrown with weeds and bushy flowers. A small gate separates the southern end of the lot from the street. A rusted lock hangs uselessly from the gate, serving only to keep it from swinging open in the wind. Beyond the gate, the foliage-choked yard is broken up by large stepping stones, a small shed and dilapidated house to the north. But getting to his front door is not as easy as it seems. Chester will say, just keep your eyes sharp. This guy's like an inventor, alchemist type deal, and uh, his stuff he makes have very explosive consequences, so watch out for traps. It's time to check for traps. Chester will knock. Nothing. Chester will knock again. Nothing. Chester will knock again. You hear a small... <laughs> Alright, Lonzo, you're up. <laughs> now. So I have a very, very important question for all of you guys that no. I've been thinking about for an inordinate amount of time. This is a pressing, pressing question. My that, answer is 12. No, that's, that's, I don't... I, 42. Oof, those are good answers, but I don't think they kind of qualify. Chuck Norris. If, if... Hi. If <laughs> you were a car <laughs> in the Cars cinematic universe... <laughs> What car cars would you cinematic be? Universe. The Cars Cinematic Universe. I, I had mean, this conversation with Drow, and like halfway through having, I was like, "Stop! This is a banter topic." Yeah. The law. Okay. <laughs> Derek brought this up while I was in the hospital, and he was trying to distract me from the fact that I had an IV in my hand. Content is content. Hey, all right. That's important. It didn't work. <laughs> I was just angry and in pain. But it did distract you. No. I am like <laughs> the major pain of 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 talking things with you. One, I bring chubby, up a, <laughs> I bring up one Two. even more angering topic to distract you from oh. the anxiety you're already feeling. Uh, but no, this is a pressing question. I need to have it answered. So I want to do is go around and see like what you think you would be and what everyone else thinks you would be. Uh, I want to start with Jacob because uh. I have a very strong opinion and it's probably going to go very fast on what kind of car Jacob would be. Yeah, I'm easy. Jacob used to own a, a little white Volvo that was another <laughs> piece of crap. I don't know what year it was made, but it was built probably like... Probably the 80s. Probably the 80s, but it was built like a tank. Uh, it was the knee whacker mobile. No, that was the tan one. They were, was both. The, they were both pretty the bad about the knee whacking. The one that gives me nightmares. The they were the exact and in typical Jacob fashion, the exact same car in different colors. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe that's why we're confusing them. <laughs> 
It, oh, it's air conditioning. Baby. Work. Are you looking it up? Yeah, boy. But Jacob would be a, what is it, like 1989 Volvo? Uh, according to this, it'd be somewhere around. Oh, what are oh you? that's it. I yeah. just looked it up. 19, it, I around the 1980 Volvo, either white or tan. Yep, that's you. Just put the little uh, put the little eyes and the glasses. They, and the why do they look so much it? nicer than yours did? Because Boom. mine Cars, was cinematic universe. old, and these are pictures from when they were first made. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with Derek. No question, that's exactly what I was going to say. Listen, I love those cars. I never felt safer driving in a car. But they don't crumple. Okay. I never felt safer driving in a car. I love that car so much that when I made up a character for a wrestling role play website for the two posts I put on there, he <laughs> drove a tan 1980 Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the car you rolled in when the you were The white one. Yeah. Yeah. Rip white Volvo. And I wrote, drove it for like months afterwards too. Rip white Volvo. We yeah, hardly knew you. a good Volvo. Well, we really knew you, but you know, not enough. I knew. Too well. Does anyone have uh, any other opinions on uh, what kind of car he would be? Nope. That's exactly what Jacob would be. You look like you have opinions, Drow. I'm a steam powered station wagon. <laughs> He's a horse drawn dirigible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you'd be like an older but nice RV because you're just so chill. Okay. You're very, you're somebody who is easy to relax around. So I feel like just hanging out inside an older but nicely kept RV. On the same note, a stoner minivan with everything taken out of it. <laughs> like one of those RV life people minivans. Uh, I was going to save but this. Like it, it needs to have the retro feel. That's true. I was going to save this till, till the end, but uh, I, I don't know if we can put you in that because I specifically was going to say... Micah, we guess we can move on to him. Micah, the horse is a V, is, <laughs> is, a, is a VW minivan with a plaid interior. Micah's a stagecoach. He might be on a horse-drawn VW minivan. <laughs> he might be a Winnebago. A Winnebago. Yeah. Oh, that that has history, doesn't it? Yep. Do you want to get into that? Uh, shortly after watching Spaceballs. Yeah. For the first time, Space Winnebago. I had a dream. Where where a nuclear apocalypse happened. Derek was dead. I married Micah and we <laughs> Oh my goodness. And we were just like a nightmare. Find, it was a nightmare. Ooh. And we were trying to find um a, a safe place to settle down driving across the country in a cherry red Winnebago. Ah, Micah the horse drawn space Winnebago. <sighs> yeah. Micah would be a Winnebago. Uh Drow. What car would you be if you had to take up a role in the Cars cinematic universe? I wish I knew Cars better because I could give ideas. You could just say a type of car. doesn't have to be a specific uh, one. I would be the 1999 Ford Taurus show. It's uh, 1999. It's, it's a four-door. I would very specifically be the one that I, I had as a kid. Oh, okay. Because oh. It, was, it was cute. It was pretty powerful it had a lot of hidden potential and my family fucked it up beyond repair i also oh. like that it's called a show that's very <laughs> you <laughs> and i would add that i was going to say something that's pretty efficient because you wouldn't be like a gas guzzler or anything like that it, it, it you, is a little bit of a gas guzzler because it's an eight cylinder would you be the one with the stripe down the middle and no. a, and a okay. spoiler on the what back. color what color would your car be 
Ooh, this is important questions right here. So the one that my family had was white. I think that I would be like a dark red. There you go. I, I like that. That would work for you very well. Mm-hmm. Jacob, is yours going to be that same awful khaki tan? You know it. <laughs> Just actually wearing khakis. <laughs> yeah. The car has the cargo only pants. car wearing clothes <laughs> and it's cargo pants. <laughs> yep. Oh. Or don't do that. Or better yet, fly. if we're reaching huh? cargo pants, <laughs> if, if we're reaching back in time to suit it as uh, much as possible, it's going to be those cargo pants, cargo short combos with the zipper. No, the with neck. the zipper. Oh, oh yeah. Undo Boy. the zipper. The tires start showing. That's flexibility no. right there. No. Is. no. Kat, uh, have you thought about what <laughs> car do you think you would be in the car cinematic universe? Probably, I think, my very first car, because it suits me. I'd be a Ford Explorer Sport. Really? Okay. Just an old an old one that probably squeals. I don't know why, but I Ex- thought you would be, in my head, in the car cinematic universe, you're a purple minivan, and I don't but, know why. But minivans evoke such a mom feel. I mean... Not necessarily. No, no, don't get me wrong. I like purple. We could say purple SUV, but SUVs and minivans aren't all that different. My problem is... <laughs> You're right, though. I curse word hate minivans. That's all I got to drive when I started driving. I effing hate them. Whenever you guys have kids, you're going to get a minivan. Mark my words. Oh, I look forward to it. <laughs> all, all minivans are a storage space. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, minivan is is kind of like the ideal car. So long as it's not the um, a Dodge Caravan. <laughs> Hear me out, because I I have a, an itty bitty truck, and I thought I was going to have to get another car because I thought something was wrong with it. To the point this a couple years ago that I wouldn't be able to like pay to get it fixed, or, or it wouldn't be worth to pay to get it fixed. Um, thankfully, I got to keep it, but um, I, I was looking at replacing it with a minivan because it was they were cheaper because people didn't want them, but it was essentially just a truck with a uh, enclosed bed. <laughs> so as long as you weren't trying to haul mulch, it's a minivan. Yeah. And nowadays people haul families in like really extended cab trucks, SUVs, uh, the minivan, not so much. And the station wagon is gone. Rip station wagon. Rip. Station wagons were terrifying. There was nothing worse than like, and this was in like 2005 ish. than like this, this fucking 70s ass station wagon pulling up and six homeschooled kids hopping out of it in Florida. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, I, I, I said SUV. They were all boys. You know, it smelled bad in there. Because oh, yeah. they have, because the early ones had a huge roll <laughs> risk and I'm kind of danger prone and tall. Uh, do you so. take the highway to the danger zone? Oh, oh. Uh, but uh, no, I found, I found Jacob's minivan. It's one of those old ones with, with the wood panel on the side. Oh, classy. Those were charming. Uh, Not like when the, they're the color of dinge, but when they're new. Like I'm the sorry, dinge is the too. best color. Uh, dinge is my favorite color. How did oh you my know? God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got uh, a. I'm going to guess purple, uh, older SUV. I would. I would die to be purple, or or huh. bright yellow. Would you purple die? Oh. There was a car that we would pass when I was a teenager, like the years before driving. Yeah. And it was a bright yellow Ooh. Ford Explorer. And I was like, I want to buy their car. And then, uh, so Drow, your 1990 Ford Taurus SHO, what color again? Dark red, they Dark said. Red? Dark red. And yeah. I think that I said the 1999. 1999, okay. Yeah. 
And then Jacob, you were obviously generic 80s Volvo with cargo pants. Absolutely. Uh, with cargo pants. For me, what I think I would probably be is... If you say some old like pickup truck, I'm going to die. No, I know what it is. If, if he had his way, he'd just be like a fighter jet. I know. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. No, that's Derek. the planes universe. I want the cars you, universe. I want you to write it down or something. Here, just message it to me. Yeah, I'll message it <laughs> to message Jacob. Message it to Jacob. He's sending. It is coming through. As we speak. As we speak. The audience uh, is waiting I with bated breath. Have the results. You'd be a shitty old Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> The survey. results are in. The survey says 1996 Toyota Corolla. We know each other well. Uh, you just win. You're right. <laughs> points. Five points. Point. You win no, five I have points. a bottle cap. <laughs> this all would be a lot easier. You win five more uh, points for the um, the adventure. If I actually knew cars. <laughs> I, I don't honestly know cars that well either, but no, I would be, I think I would be, I, I have a, for context, I love my shitty little truck. I have a 2000 Nissan Frontier. It is like the crew cab or whatever. Jacob's ridden in it. There's nothing behind the driver's seat. It's just the bed. Yep. It is itty bitty. My car, my uh, Nissan Frontier is smaller than our Taurus. It is teeny tiny. Mm. Um, and I love it. Um, I, it, it's, it's really special to me. Uh, I, I named it Roach after Geralt's horse. Um, but I don't think that would be me. I think I would be the car that I started out driving, which was a literal garbage car, 1996 Toyota Corolla, which Jacob has also ridden in much to his horror. Um, whenever the brakes didn't work and you had yep. to use the handbrake. Yep. Oh my goodness. That uh, was terrifying to listen to stories about. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, brakes were going out and I was a cheapo college student and I was just like, ah, I can use the handbrake. It's fine. <laughs> I just looked up the car I drove. My, I learned how to drive in and I want to die inside. Ah, yeah. I, but I uh, learned how to drive in a Pontiac G8. You guys know how to drive? <laughs> the first car I had to drive was my mom's Dodge Grand Caravan, and I hated that car with a fervent passion. It had a blind spot that I could not get past. The G8 had a bad one, too. So did the Explorer. Not as bad, though. My, uh, my Explorer, though, that was when I learned when I got confident driving. You talk about the minivan. Uh, my family had a Mazda MPV minivan growing up, and uh, I learned to drive on the Corolla but like I had to drive the minivan every now and then for stuff. And the minivan was newer and by all accounts nicer, but I hated driving that car for a weird reason for a teenager. It was too oh, powerful. Yeah. yeah, You touch the gas pedal and it would go and I hated it. You miss having to floor it I, you in the old ship mobile. No, but like I, as a teenager, I did not like cars that would go fast, like too fast. That's car car bad. It scares me. I still to this day kind of like a car where if I step on the gas pedal, it's like, all right, hold up. Hold up. We'll get there. There's no need to be hasty. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like me driving my exploder. Yeah. I definitely like it whenever a car is more powerful. Uh, Just because I really like seeing the opportunity to pull out and being like, yeah, I can make that. I went up to 65 in the Explorer. The whole car would shake and vibrate. (laughs) Oh my God. The panels vibrated. When (laughs) When I go up to 70 in my truck, it just says, that's it. 
I never went to 70 in the Explorer. When I went past not moving with my Volvo, the glove compartment would pop open. And slap your knees. (laughs) And just absolutely (laughs) I had bruises all over my knees when when we were dating with that vehicle. Did you not duct tape it or something? (laughs) I tried. It would pop right back down. You warned me about it. And I was like, it'll be fine. And then sure enough, wham. (laughs) It's like, huh. And like my particular height and the way my knees sit up in that tiny little car. I think that's the thing I don't like about small cars is it's like Leg my room. knees exist in my cheekbones you're you're long <laughs> because i'm long and uh, long cat i don't want you know <laughs> my knees in my face <laughs> i'm long ignoring cat. you on purpose <laughs> <laughs> well now that we've answered this very important question uh we can get into the uh <sighs> the alkenstar vehicle cinematic oh, yeah, universe we're here to play stuff <laughs> yeah it's so a- then what car are our characters uh. <laughs> it's like here's a cyber truck uh, just the, your characters, in my opinion, each one of you is centuries before the star stone was raised. The wizard kings Nex and Geb warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. From the glowing ashes of the mana wastes arose Alkenstar, the city of smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a nonstop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. Down, down. So far, we haven't haven't hunted any of these people. As a matter of fact, we're hunting one of the people they want to protect him. Because we're not strong enough yet. We don't know that. Chester could take them all. Yep. He'll be like, I see what you're going to do before you even do it. Fisticuffs. And then he'd still get shot. Fisticuffs (laughs) at dawn. You show up and you get shot. That's right. I'm sitting here. I've been thinking this whole time. Assumably, we end up fighting Assumably. these people. Assumably. And Loveless Assumably. is a gunslinger. Yeah. More than likely. Assumably. Maybe dedication to something else. I don't know how then be. What is Muglin, though? Sorcerer? Champion. Alchemist? Alchemist is my best guess, but there's nothing there. Uh, to- obviously, he's a barbarian, because how else do you survive in business? He's going to be riding in a mech. And, and Muglin found the mecha suit. A steampunk mech. Mecha Muglin. If I call this, you owe me two bottle caps. <laughs> steampunk mecha suit. Steampunk Muglin. Muglin. It's like Steampunklin. It's like, it's like Wolfenstein. You fight mecha Hitler. Yeah. Or just mecha other scientists. Or it's always mecha. It's always mecha. Always mecha. Micah. It's Micah. It's Micah. Muglin is Micah. Oh no. <laughs> Only Micah. We don't have to. We are fighting our enemy now. We don't have to finish this adventure to end it. (laughs) Just go drive to Tennessee and punch Micah. No (laughs) more adventure. Take that, Muglin. Well, we're going to do something a little bit different today. How so? What is it? Today, we're going to open up with a cutscene. So, if you don't mind, let's uh, let's get into our imagination horse-drawn dirigible. And go to a cutscene. I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) The idle murmur of conversation echoes off the smooth, bronze-trimmed walls of the Radpole Lecture Hall at Blythier College. 
A sizable crowd has gathered for an unusual event, a demonstration from the renowned inventor and famous recluse, Vashon Gattleby. We know him. Gattleby's public appearances are rare and sometimes hard to forget. Each showing balances Gattleby on the razor's edge between genius and madman in the public and academic eye. Taking his seat in the crowd is a young man with small, barely noticeable fangs, a wide-brimmed hat, dress overalls, and a black tie. Chester <laughs> appears in this cutscene, Williams. Dress overalls. On account of how he appears in this cutscene, sits in the folding green velvet seat and pulls out his little journal and pen. This is a nice chair. I really like this chair. In another seat on the other side of the room, Phoebe Dunsmith, dressed to the nines, fidgets with a pen and checks her wristwatch. An old man with frazzled gray hair, round spectacles, and a green bow tie walks onto the stage, clears his throat, and says, <coughs> Well, thank you all for coming out today. Mr. Gattleby's research into explosive materials is groundbreaking. In more ways than one. <laughs> and we're thrilled to host this demonstration today. Now, now please, no magical imagery or flash photography during the demonstration. Also, please take this moment to silence your alertomatics and clockwork assistatrons. Thank you, thank you. Now, without any further ado, Mr. Rashawn Gattleby. The crowd claps and the old man exits the stage. Uh, <laughs> walking onto the, the center of the stage is a middle-aged man with wild, sprouty, graying blonde hair. The picture of function, Gattleby is dressed in a long leather coat covered with various instruments and vials uh, and holsters and, uh, and on belts. On the top of his head are a pair of bronze-rimmed goggles, and in his mouth is a lit cigarette. <laughs> of course. Oh. Mm. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yes, thank you, and so on, Gattleby says to the crowd as they continue clapping. Well, today... I would like to demonstrate my latest explosive material invention. Well, this substance is a real McCoy. It packs the explosive punch of a hundred cannons in a fraction of the size. I call it Pyronite. <laughs> but anyway, I always hate speeches. Let me show you what can actually do. Uh, Gattleby claps his hands and four clockwork and handlers explodes. start moving onto this, the stage, uh, moving a large safe uh, with oh. them. Just one pea-sized ball of pyronite is enough to blow this adamantine safe open. Gattleby pulls a small semi-translucent blob of gel from one of his jacket pockets and shows it to the audience who claps. Uh, he then steps over to the safe, opens the door, and places the blob of gel on the middle shelf. Uh, and he also attaches a set of wires to it. Uh, he closes the door loudly wham, and spins the combination lock. Uh, makes a show of trying to open the door. You know, like, oh, oh. oh, now all I have to do is detonate it with this. And he holds up a brass mm. cylinder with wires dangling out the bottom of it towards the closed safe door. And presto, no more locked safe. Uh, no one hears the small click, nor does anyone really hear the earth-shattering kaboom that follows. Because there was only a blinding white flash and endless ringing as the world comes slowly back into being. You see the sky visible through the massive gaping hole in the ceiling of the room formerly known as the Radpole Lecture Hall. The first few rows of seats are gone. 
tossed with their occupants back onto the seats and guests in the rows behind them. There's a crater where the safe once stood, and only the legs of the clockwork handlers who were standing next to the safe remain. Debris and dust rain on the crowd as those still conscious clamber over each other towards the exits. Gattleby, miraculously, still stands on the stage looking unimpressed, blood running down the sleeve of his jacket and his cigarette completely blown out. (laughs) Damn it, he says. Well, that's one more thing we have to fix. And he calmly walks off the stage. One small, well-dressed halfling who, sitting near the back row, pulls the stubby remains of a cigar out of his mouth and with a wide grin spreading across his face says, Muglin, you just found the mother of all scores. And that's the end of the cutscene. How explosive. This explosive is going to make people like Alonso who, um... What's the word? Irrelevant. Yes. <laughs> I don't like it. They're going to make then again, people like in the Chester safe is also destroyed. Even more wanted. <laughs> Alonzo hears about this. Am I, and the loss of limbs will require my flock. <laughs> in my headcanon, which is weird because I am the GM, uh, Gattleby is just a reincarnation of Dreamin. <laughs> from season one. Yeah, I was about to ask, did, did you want me to voice his line so I could do the voice right? Or, uh, you did, you oh, did good. Oh, damn. Oh, you, 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 can, uh, you, you know what you can do? Die. We can get a live, because uh, I couldn't write this. I'm not, I, I don't play Chester. We can get Chester's live reaction after the, the, the scene, the explosion. What does he say? Ah! And <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> That's roleplay, baby! <laughs> There's dust all over your the, nice dress into the overalls. moments. Have to feel the fear of almost dying from a madman. Oh. 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 Chester, oh. I almost died. Williams, on account of how I, I almost died. died. <laughs> <laughs> when we last left you guys, you had done a little bit of downtime um, and uh, a couple things that happened, so to speak. Uh, I will say that with the downtime, I'm a little upsetty. Uh, because I tend to like having some more downtime and trying to cram it in. Um, and I really kind of wanted to do like a week or two of downtime in this adventure uh, because there's stuff I just wanted to do with it. But the adventure path is really trying to move things along. Yeah. And so I have to kind of move things along. And if I wasn't so busy in the month of July, I would have kind of tried to rewrite the transition and have some more stuff happen in that period. But things happen, things happen. So uh, during your downtime, you did a lot of scouting because you'd been kind of tasked with escorting this Gattleby, the inventor of this dangerous uh, substance, Pyronite. You've been tasked to get him safely to the Barrel and Bullet Saloon. Um, You realize that you're working for Phoebe Dunsmith, who is a like agent of Alkenstar's like government. I got words to say about Miss Phoebe Dunsmith clever thinky lady tavern person clever thinky lady tavern person so we're gonna have minions from muglin attacking us along this route we know this we've found some ambush spots right and she still doesn't feel like we need hats of disguise even though people are gonna see us with this guy they're going to see us. They're going to see me, Chester Williams. Didn't you buy yours? I mean, I did. It only if, works for an hour, She told though. us we wouldn't need one. She so, said you might not need it. 
oh, might not need yeah, it. Yeah, I will say it's a little weird because if they're scouting, which is what they're supposed to be doing too, is, is planning for this as well. You know, order of events seem a little odd, uh, but it is what it is, and that's how it's going to be. Luckily, we have our hats of disguise. So, uh, I think when we last left you, uh, you guys, like when we ended the episode last week, you were uh, at Muglin's house. Uh, you actually broke down time. Muglin's house? Not Muglin's. Time My to God. assassinate a man. Gattleby's house. Jeez, oh, Derek. Uh, <laughs> it's like adventure over. Before You're I at Micah's house. Get, I do have to spend some of my infused reagents. <laughs> yeah, preview audience, before the episode started, Jacob spent like almost an hour buying formula. That's all you did. Yeah, it is. And complaining about, I'm spending all my gold on formulas, but I have so many formulas now. He's excited. I think you even said to that point, you were so excited about your alchemist dedication at second level uh, that you were like, what I should have done is been an alchemist with the investigator dedication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But how will you be Chester, devise a stratagem, reload and shoot Williams if you don't devise a stratagem, reload and shoot? That's that's it. That's why I love Chester. It's like, it's the perfect class for Jacob. It's so metagamey and that's like how Jacob's been forced to think due to being a GM. Uh, I mean, you're right. Typically, I I just smash with melee characters, but you're right. I don't make thinky people all the time. Actually, not thinking's my strong suit. So, thinking. <laughs> oh, uh, before we jump into the uh, to the new map here, do you guys want some artwork of the cutscene I just? Uh, showed I you? would love it. There you go. Check that out. Oh, that's the guy. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Hey, if you look right there, you can see Chester Williams' shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's the scene? Yep. Because we've seen this before, this picture. What a man of mm-hmm. confidence. But yeah, that's, that's the artwork from the scene. Although the funny thing is in the book, they say this explosion leveled half of this lecture hall. And then the picture is just like, that sure is a little safe blowing up. Well, it's in the middle of exploding. So it's not right. done yet. Yeah. Hmm. Now, if that if that picture of of, of Gattleby right there, just kind of chilling out next to an explosion, doesn't have big dreaming energy, then I don't know what does. Doc Brown energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick question. Yes. You said that the things in this guy's yard was poisonous, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Some of the cool. plants. Uh, yeah. But on that note, why don't we go ahead and hop you over to the map? So, just so you know. What I'm doing is I got the infused, uh, I got the advanced alchemy ability from my dedication into alchemist. Uh-huh. That lets me, for two items at the beginning of the day, create a double batch of something that I have the material for that at the end of the day is done with. It's useless. So I am making us some antidotes. Because there is less of the flesh for it is weak. And you know what? I'll make bombs too. You are, you're preparing, eh? Yeah. Uh, okay. So let me read some Flavor text. Um, I'm having you get here like 10 in the morning-ish, if that sounds right. Uh, it is, uh, I think, according to my calendar calculations here, the sixth day since we've started, it, once we have all the downtime and everything accounted for. We started one day earlier than we had to. Yes. Indeed. Which means we could take a whole two days to do this. Obviously. Peasy. All right, so a chicken wire fence contains a small lot overgrown with weeds and bushy flowers. A small gate separates the southern end of the lot from the street. 
A rusted lock hangs uselessly from the gate, serving only to keep it from swinging open in the wind. Beyond the gate, the foliage-choked yard is broken up by large stepping stones, a small shed and a dilapidated house to the north. What do you guys want to do? Uh, What's-his-face is expecting us, isn't he? Uh, you That'll think be. so. You I know sure that hope he doesn't think together. we're kidnapping and him. Remind me, were we given anything to show him that we were from Dunsmith? Her, her yeah, she gave you like a little or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. badge thing. Yeah. A badge, a badge. Uh, is there anyone else suspicious on the street? Make a perception check. Don't mind if I do. Can we all make one, or is that only a one-person perception check? You can all make one. Aha, I got an 11. I got a nat 20. <gasps> oh! A total of 20. Uh, that's a 27 for me. Uh, you don't see anyone. You're looking on the street specifically, right? Nah. Yeah, you don't see anyone. Interesting. All right, cool. Uh, is there, is this the only way inside the house? Uh, I mean, you could, as far as you see, you can either like climb over the fence or you can go through the gate and it's not locked. There's a lock there, but it's just kind of holding the thing shut. So is the street busy? No. We already said we didn't see anyone on the street. Chester's like, maybe we should just shout for him. I don't think that would be a good idea. I mean, in, nobody in fact, else around here. That we see. I mean, you know what I was thinking? I was really regretting that we didn't have some more of them arcane type magic people. Because invisibility would help us to get us going and nobody be even the wider. Wider, wider, why bud, bud wiser. Wiser. <laughs> <laughs> this is beer. <laughs> I don't see why we can't just knock on the door. Oh, we can knock on the gate. Or, or if, I was saying shout because... If we are anticipating somebody coming to uh, stop us in this, it would be best to go in without attracting attention. Precisely. Well, I mean, I get you. All right, uh, he'll pull out one vial of the anti-poison, hold it in his hand, and have his whip in the other hand, and be like, oh yeah, this this yard's full of poison, watch out. Like, Are the bushes, like, knee-high? They're, yeah, probably roughly knee-high. Basically, Because my feet up to the knee are metal. Sure. Uh, But basically what you can see (laughs) is there's these... That's a good DM answer. Sure. 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 (laughs) There's these, like, plants. uh, My feet rusted. (laughs) They're overgrown uh, all through the yard, and you would know that there's poison sedum and all of it, so basically your only option is to stay on the path unless you want to risk getting poisoned. I was about to ask, couldn't we just take the path? You could take the path and it looks like you would be out of the way of it. I, uh, Chester will say, just keep your eyes sharp. This guy's like an inventor, alchemist type deal, and, uh, his stuff he makes have very explosive consequences, so watch out for traps. Are there no windows on his home? Is there no way that we could completely subvert this? They're boarded up. There are windows, but they are boarded up. Well, all right. Uh, Should I throw a rock at the window to try and get his attention? Uh, you have to throw it through the chicken wire fence. Yes, but I'll take a roll, please. All right. <laughs> right on the donut. <sighs> donut. Oh, that's an 18. 18? Uh, plus what am I? You're ranged. Just based ranged attack. Uh, 24. Based. 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 
not cringe. Uh, you throw the rock over the chicken wire fence and arc it and it hits the window. Definitely hits it. We're going to throw rocks as windows. Why don't we just yell for them? Because that will alert people inside of it rather than everybody else. Yeah, he's inside of it. Yes, we are trying to get his attention, not the entire neighborhood. There ain't nobody else out here. Wait, wasn't there anybody else out there? There's a few people on the street, but there's no one that, like, catches your eye. No one important out here. Still don't know why we can't just knock on the door and get him here. Because this guy scares me, I'll be honest. He blew up half of an auditorium (laughs) accidentally and just kind of said, well, whoops. Imagine like what he I could was do there. on purpose. Do what? Imagine what he could do on purpose. It's exactly. So I kind of want to shout and get his attention. Maybe we don't have to go through any defenses he's made. Or, other point, we could just go. You saying you think this yard's full of booby traps? I'm saying that he'd be kind of dumb not to defend himself, and best way to defend yourself at home is with traps. Ain't you ever seen the play Home Alone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. The Wet Bandits. Have you thought about a name for our group? I thought you were Micah's Angels. We're too stealthy to have a name. We don't know a Micah. We're just those people. Muglin's Angels. No, Muglin's Devils. Muglin haters. (laughs) Muglin's Reapers. Uh, I I, I actually kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to uh, test the gate. Uh, First, though, I'd like to check it for a trap. First, uh... though... I'd like to drink an Eagle Eye, eye Elixir. <laughs> oh my god. Is this just your jam? I'm going to do this, but before I do that... One more thing! Um, Reach back into Jackie Chan. Uh, let me activate my Eagle Eye Elixir to uh-huh. uh, be consumed. I was going to say, is this the sort of scenario where, where we should probably have weapons drawn? Or should we have them put away? Uh, you tell me. Chester's got a whip in his hands, and he is going to roll. And I'm going to have my hand crossbow ready. Gonna whip it. Add your a- hand crossbow mm-hmm. or your gun. I was going to pull that out in <laughs> in action. Okay. Um, that's a for checking the gate. Okay. That is a twenty-seven. Ooh. Twenty-nine for twenty-eight for traps. That Ooh. is a critical success. <gasps> Whoa! The gate is in fact hella trapped. <laughs> Oh, bye. Uh, you notice that there is a tripwire fastened to the gate, and if you were to open it, it would snap and drop a thunderstone. Oh. In fact, uh, it would drop a thunderstone, and it would be very not great. I mean, it wouldn't hurt too bad, but it would. Uh, it, it would, would be loud. disorient. It would deafen you for a round. Yeah. Can Look we? at here. What I say? He's got traps. Uh, now you still have to disable it. Yeah. You can do. I could disable it. Uh, thievery to disable it. Alonzo just kind of steps you up. You got right out ahead, Alonzo. Chester will back up. All right. <sighs> Is that a three? I rolled a nat three. Uh-oh. That's a 13. So tell me about my new my new death life. Wait. Wait. Chester. No, no. I want to use a hero point to re-roll it. All right. Spend oh, a hero yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, baby. I thought you were just going to fucking put it down. Is that a nat 20? No, it's a nat six. It's uh, a 16. Uh, no. Total love? Okay. 16. Not what? as bad as before. Um, I tried. It was still better, though. So one of the things I can do because of my pursue elite is I get a plus one on checks. With Underworld, I get a plus one on thievery checks. I was wondering if I could combine that with my clue in to give 
Alonzo a plus one to his check. What is the text of Clue In? Clue In is another creature attempts attempts check to investigate. Grant them your pursue a lead bonus. Pursue a lead lets me get a bonus to investigate because of my pursue a lead. It's my bonus to, you know, choosing. I have Muglin and I have Gattleby right now. Right. But Underworld Investigator, pursue a lead applies to thievery checks and it, I'm sorry, it's not actually giving me my descriptions. There well, we go. Here's the thing. It says specifically to investigate. Uh, you've done the investigating with the perception and this is a okay. thievery trap to disarm. Or I disable. just crap rolled. The only reason I was asking is Underworld gives me the bonus to thievery checks such as checks to steal a clue from a suspect or pick open a lock to a safe or, you know, their home door. So I was wondering if you would let me combine those two. Not the in same. In a way, not specifically said, but, you know, never, not, the, never not quite ask. the same as disabling a trap. Okay, cool. Uh, but no, with Alonzo, with a 16, you barely. Woo! Just oh, barely. So worth the hero point. You, 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 uh basically end up having to snap the wire. Your hand is going to catch the falling thunderstone and uh, in one reality, it wasn't quite there, but in this one, you catch it. And now you actually have a... Uh, a thunderstone. Thunderstone. This is a moderate thunderstone. Oh! Uh, I give it to, um, this guy. to Chester. Yeah. Thank you. Moderate. Hoo-hoo! Alonzo is like, this is a little loud for me. Oh, yeah. That's real nice. Sounded right up Chester's alley. I like having options. And the gate is now open. So we just gotta stay on the path. Yeah. Uh, how often do I need to roll to check for traps yeah, I was on this say, path? After that, I'm looking for traps too. You tell me. I will roll. Now, I will say, typically, the way this would work in second edition, rules as written, is you would never ask. And uh, I would be the one well, rolling the, secret, secret checks. So if you want to, just tell me when to roll, okay? Yeah, roll. me too, because I'm, oh, I'm right rolling now? as well. Yes. Oh. 17 on the 14. die. Uh, well, I'm leading the way, because I have a better perception okay. for this. Then uh, you do it. That is a 25 regular, 26 trap. Uh, you open the gate. Alonzo and maybe Sykir are about to walk in, and you catch them because you see a little nozzle poking up right here like only five feet in front of you on the on the path inside of this yard another trap uh-huh uh chester bat hold up another one five feet away i go i go to disarm it uh you notice that it is a nozzle and there's one of the flagstones on the path is a little little sitting up too high so it's like a pressure pressure we plate. wanted to we could just not step on it uh, right. What happens if we get in the middle of a combat, though? Mechanically, if you walk down that path, you're going to step oh, on okay. it. Okay, all right. So, um, if you wanted to go through the bushes, you can do that, but that's poison stuff. Uh, Chester will. Back I'm off. just going to try <laughs> to disable this device. Thank you. Okay. Finally, I got a 24. Oh, nice. 24. Finally, it roll over 10. Uh, Alonzo, you definitely work around, and this is thievery you rolled, right? Yes. Sweet. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna do it. Uh, you clog up the nozzle, and whenever you you know test it and step on it, you just see this like sticky goop like ooze out of the nozzle around it. If you hadn't done that, it would have sprayed on you. And now that you see it oozing out, it stinks 
It's come real bad. It was a stink bomb? Real, real bad. And it looks like sticky and goopy and would have gotten all over you. Can I check what it is? Uh, As an alchemist, could I roll crafting to check what it is? Chester, have a look at this. This guy's got access to stuff. He was real popular at the uh, academy. There's no alchemy skill, is there? No, crafting is alchemy skill. Yeah, then roll that. Cool. Because just so you know, I do have feats to let me like find out what a potion is by rolling crafting well, and stuff a, like that. I know, but it's, a, it's as close to it as I think I could get with crafting. Uh, seven on the die plus 10 is 17. 17? Yes. Not sure. All right. I don't know what this is, but uh, I think it's best we don't get sprayed by it. I just wanted to say I love the synergy of... Chester finding the traps, motioning to Alonzo to go disarm them. <laughs> and Chester backing off about 10 feet every time he does. <laughs> the teamwork. Hmm. Spot on. All right. Until we say otherwise, I'm going to keep going down this path until the DM says check for traps. Uh, this is, uh, this reminds me a little bit of season one because now instead of dreaming, it's Psyche in the back, fingers wiggling, ready to heal whenever the trap goes off. We synergize real well until no. we get to like a real bad you combat. You know what Psyche is ready for? Psyche is ready to open their mouth and scream. Ah, uh, I'll scream at the trap. Uh, okay. Uh, you make your widdly way down the path. Uh, Progress. Keep going. Uh, Keep going. Uh, I said, eh. There we go. Eh? 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 As you turn the corner on this path. <laughs> that made my heart rate increase. <laughs> what, the eh? 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 18 on the die for a 26, eh? 27 for traps. This is a high DC as well. So, oh, uh, thank goodness. You, oh, God. You see another pressure plate on the path. Uh, He'll hold up his hand. Toss. And then... He'll point to it and retreat back. <laughs> and you see also that this, the, it, because you saw that, you um, you notice that off in the bushes, uh, not mechanically to where you'd get poisoned, there's like a little spring-loaded catapult uh-huh. with a uh, big glass jar that has some sort of purple liquid in it. Oh. And also a thunderstone. Oh, two? Ooh. So do I have to disarm two traps? Uh, no, I just need a thievery check from you, Alonzo. Okay. Can we get the things? Yeah, can we take them? Mahams. Oh. 18. Oh. 18 is barely enough. Oh, oh. yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad I upped my thievery when I made my character second level. Psychier. Uh, you were wondering if it'd be good to play a rogue. I don't. So far, you've had rob a bank and disable traps. You should take some of the bombs it's as like well. It's this, like this adventure was built for me. Do we up our skills? Uh, they the ones you're trained you, in should it's go every up in level three levels. Okay. The ones you're trained in should go up automatically when you level up. Okay. okay. Yeah. I got to I got to change thievery from trained to expert. They have tons of skills because they're that's the a skill rogue monkey. and an investigator, which None are the skillest monkeyists. No, it won't be. You start off with trained in everything, and you don't get something to expert until level. Because I'm a magic boy. 
most people get skill feats at second level and skill increases at third level. Okay. But yeah. rogues get skill increases like every level and maybe investigator two or investigators every other level starting at two. But you have your lovely okay. wellspring, which is they, the coolest thing ever. They are oddly skillful. I just wanted to make sure that I did uh, that I didn't mess but up. But here's the uh-huh. thing. The flesh is weak. I got the skills to pay the bills, but the flesh is weak. Uh, but yeah, with the, with the oh. 18, it, the DC was 17. Oh, good heavens! Oh. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> Moments from disaster. You are able to remove the the glass jar and the thunderstone. I think it's just take another moderate thunderstone, from what I can tell. Do you want one of the thunderstones, I care? Uh, that might be a good idea. That way you could have some stuff to do if you don't have any spells to use. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to have cantrips. That's true, that's true. But this would also give you a bit more distance than uh, some of yeah. your trips. Yeah, the Thunderstone could be a throwing weapon, right? And uh, what is the stuff Isn't in like the... Isn't it like a five? Or like... I think you can throw them 20 feet. Okay. Uh, make a crafting check. Oh, one second, I'm checking. Yeah, range is 20 feet for bombs. A crafting check? Why, that's a 10 on the die for a total of 20. Uh, it's a purple die that would stick on you real bad. Ah. Oh. Uh, mechanically... Uh, creatures splattered with purple dye take a minus one circumstance penalty to charisma-based skill checks. Fully tying the affected hair or clothing removes the penalty. Dyed skin fades after a week, but can be covered up with a successful DC-12 disguise check and the appropriate cosmetics. I mean, I can could, I have the dye? I, yeah, sure. you can have the dye. Purple dye. It just seems like such a dumb and wonderful thing to do. Imagine I build a lock and rig it with that yeah. so that if someone tries to pick I, the lock as a are trap... You gonna, are you going to dye your hair? I carried around a rotten table leg as day rack for, for years. A long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> years. I'm, I'm adding this to my gear purple dye. If you want it, you just take it. When did you finally use that? I don't know if I ever did, honestly. You did. Where did the table leg come from? It was... Was it from the vault? No, it, the table leg came from Mayron's house. Oh, okay. It's a long time oh, ago. Oh, that's a long purple time. It got used uh, whenever Autumn was corrupted via the evil fae in the forest I that beat him with a table leg. No, you did not. You beat a wolf with a table leg. Oh, the forest where the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. This is fine. It's what giving is it? me time to add this. What is it Billy says? It's like, but if the mother comes in my bed, I'll beat him with a table leg. <laughs> with a turkey leg. Uh, hold on, let me get back to my notes. Uh path trapped again. Disabled. <laughs> and then Chester's going to keep leading the way. We got purple dye, another moderate thunderstone. Eventually, our luck is going to run out, and I rue the day. I have one more hero point to spend on hey, what a re-roll is if I have to. This little box right here, is that a shed? There's a shed. Oh. Why don't I read some Flavor text? Well, hold on. A dilapidated wooden well, hold, shed. Hold now I'm at the door. What's it say? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're such a bitch. A dilapidated wooden shed stands in the middle of the overgrown yard. A single padlock door faces north. Can we check that padlock and door? I want to open it bad. I'll check and see if the door is trapped. You see Alonzo pull out his tools behind you here, little... You do know we're here for the man who owns this stuff, right? <laughs> it's, you can't help when you're He's a player. He's going to be abandoning this area what? Anyway. I, mean, I just, a, just wanted to point there's out. There's a hidden spot on the map, all right? You have to... Uh, that is a 15 on the die for a total of 23 perception, 24 for traps. You don't see any traps. 
I want to pick that lock. It ain't trapped. He's going to back up. Oh, Alonzo just kind of cracks his knuckles. Usually, I call this metagaming, but uh, Chester is terrified of this house. I hit him in the head with the die. Oh, no. You dropped a Bonk. die on it my cat. It bounced off the carpet onto okay. his head. Because it would have been a lot funnier if it just fucking conked him. I would have felt a lot worse had it been the other way around. That's an 18. 18? I can't roll worth anything. I'm- well, 18's not bad. 18. 18's not bad. We'll unlock the shed. What? Yay! And activate the trap. You activated Can, um, my trap Is it a padlock card. or is it a lock like a door? It's a padlock. Can I take it? Sure. Dad what was the code? <laughs> uh, it's a it's a eight o o eight. Let's just say, um, being a being That's an outlaw <laughs> is suiting my boy. He's he's not he's not too upset about it. Uh, yeah. What do you want to do? You can go inside. You see a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, you see some rusted gardening tools. There's a jar of some goop. Um, like goop, you say? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Roll crafting. Chester no, spot no, traps no, and no. rolls crafting Williams. 19 on the die for 29. Uh, I'm rolling. Hot. <laughs> you recognize that this is the same goop that came out of that little nozzle you clogged up. Ah, uh, now I know what it is. Pride goeth before the fall. Uh, goop cometh out of the nozzle. Um, <laughs> this is a... Uh, God. This is stink sap. Uh, Stink sap. Creatures and their equipment coated. That's what they called me in high school. (laughs) Creatures coated uh, in the sap smell horrible. Creatures in the aura must attempt a DC 16 fortitude save. On a fail, the creature is sickened one. And on a critical failure, the creature is also stunned one. Oh. While within the aura, the creature takes a minus two circumstance penalty to recover from the sickened condition. Blah, 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 blah. This trap would have originally shot a bunch of stinky goo at you. uh, And this is a refill for it. (gasps) Oh. All right. Anyone want stink sap? Bomb? Bombs? Stink sap? Make people smell bad? Is it a thing you would throw? I would assume so. Yeah, you can treat the jar as a thrown alchemical bomb. I just have the purple die. Can I have one of the cool alchemical weapons? Sure. The reason I didn't say you should take them is because you're like our main damage dealer. That's the thing, the reason why I'm concerned. you should also take it just in case it comes into a good situation. You guys are like when you play The Witcher 3 and you walk into a peasant's house who's poor and can barely afford to pay your contract. (laughs) And you just go and like take all their bread and like water <laughs> and everything remotely valuable in the house. Listen, we're Have you s- no shame. No, we're saving this man's life. We're using this stuff for him. Oh, Alonzo in the background just quietly hiding the lock he took. Not to mention he's got money. He'll just get some more or make some more. So what is this I'm adding? Stink sap? I don't know if there is an actual item for it, but it's going to be a, you can treat it as an alchemical bomb, uh, Creatures within five feet of the area struck must succeed DC 20 reflex save or be coated in the stink sap. So it's just kind of a... Stinky. I don't think it's an actual, like, It's item. the uh-oh stinky item. Uh-oh. Stinky. And just for good measure, uh, Chester will take two actions to cast Detect Magic. Okay. And see if there's anything magical in here. You cast Detect Magic in the inventor's alchemist's house. Listen... There's no magic. We're in Galarian, my dude. Uh, Psyche here is very much magical. Oh. You're glowing. 
Did you do the cat activation noise? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Is that how Saikira wakes up every morning? If you poke Does, them whenever they're not expecting it. I have resumed from Does stasis. Does this mean if we ever have to fight a rat, Saikira's going to do... Saikira <laughs> <laughs> was whispering to themselves at the goblin encampment. Does <laughs> Saikira a... Uh, dangly feather cat or a laser cat? Ooh. Important questions. Why not both? I've seen dangly feather toys with lasers on them. Ooh. Best of both worlds. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> See, Loaf, our, our big chunky boy Loaf cannot be bothered by laser. The Stinkman. He mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't care about it. Uh, but he does like old school dangly feather. Loves it. Mirak, our other cow, on the other hand, doesn't really give a shit about dangly feather, but you point a laser at the ground and he just goes in crazy feral mode. Loves it. So we have made it about 30 feet and we have (laughs) obtained two thunderstones, stink sap, purple dye, and raided a man's shed. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to add one of the thunderstones to my stuff. Okay. Moderate thunderstone. I call that an absolute success. And I want to move there. Okay. And then there. I would say, I'm moving north onto this. I, I'm really an audio medium. I got to get better about this. I've been realizing. We're moving from the path away from the shed onto his, what looks like his front porch, up the steps onto oh, the porch. Stop. Back up. I need you to roll yeah. perception. I Ooh. wonder what that mysterious Jacob machine is, is up there. Audio. He's giving you an odd. Every eh was a space move. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Now we're getting spicy. It's a seven on the die. Uh-huh. Plus eight is 15. 16 for traps. 16 for traps. Ooh. Oh, I don't see anything, do I? I don't see anything. Oh, I want to move. Keep going. Uh, you st- <laughs> 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 well, gave, nothing's going to happen. Gave, I'm just going to move five more feet. I gave the DM grin. You should have re-rolled. Did you not have any hero points? Oh, I did. Oh, too well. late. Too late now. Too late. Uh, you step up. Uh, you Do you weigh at least 50 pounds? No, I'm horribly malnourished. Jacob's giving the side eye. <laughs> you mean Chester? I grew up on the farm. Williams, on account of how he grew up on the farm, doesn't have strong bones and broad shoulders. That's why he's they a call vampire. Me, he floats. That's why they call me Chester, extremely malnourished Williams, <laughs> on account of how I weigh specifically Whoa. 49 pounds. Why, why don't I back up a little bit? <laughs> Let me read you some flavor text first. Oh, boy. God damn. The, <laughs> the wooden porch. So signs of wood rot. Rickety wooden steps lead up to a 10-foot-wide porch. A boarded-up window to the north enhances the feeling of neglect. A single door to the west of the porch leads inside the house. And as you step onto this porch, uh, um, Uh you just hear something snap, like a pressure plate that you missed. (laughs) You hear Chester go, oh. Uh -oh." Oh. (laughs) And just... You ever heard an automatic like paintball gun before? Oh yeah. Oh god. And here <laughs> this stream of wooden bullets <gasps> fires <gasps> out at you. You uh, got pelleted. Uh, you hear uh, I got my helmet on wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to shoot your eye out. Uh, uh I'm tagged. He raises his hands above his head out. for the first you'll hit. Shoot your eye out. What is my range here? Uh, if it's anything more than five feet, if it's at least five feet, you make it. Yeah, I'm going to get you, but I'm not going to get Alonzo. That was the thing I was trying to figure out. Well, I'm a body shield. 
take me. Ooh, natty 17. But oh. I thought you were That's... severely malnourished and very small. <laughs> well, apparently not on account of how I activated this trap. Uh, that's... My AC is 16. That's going to be a total of 29. Oh. oh! Is he down? I don't know. He hasn't told me the damage yet. Oh, I thought that was the damage. Uh, I'm going to roll my damage and double it. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Ooh, minimum damage. That's going to be 14 points of damage. <gasps> As just this, like, you see, That's like... literally half my health. Basically what happens is this, like, little flap on the side of the house under the boarded-up window falls down, and you see a line of barrels, and they all start going... <laughs> shooting at you and you get hit with just a stream of these wooden bullets and all of you just hear like and just clack 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 all the wooden bullets falling to the ground now I do have to ask is this lethal damage or non-lethal damage or that actually doesn't matter it doesn't matter the damage type is non-lethal but it only matters if I go down sure ow ow and more importantly I need you guys to roll for initiative now what 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 Wood, wood. Uh, there's no enemies, though. And this means I can't roll stealth. Sure. So we're about to get fucking exploded. <laughs> Don't There's going to be like a sentry. I, I do find guard. it kind of fascinating how, for the most part, non-lethal a lot of these traps have been. We were so close to making it inside his house without him knowing. We did good, though. We only yeah. managed to tr- trigger one trap so far. So, uh, Chester got shot with wood bullets. Williams, what's your initiative? 18. 18. Okay. Uh, Psyche, the observer, the sanctioned. What's your initiative? No, it's the 21. observer or the 21? sanctioned. Yes. Your initiative can drink. You may call me a sanctioned <laughs> observer. Alonso, what's your initiative? 20. 20, okay. <laughs> but I usually go by Psyche, the sanctioned. Or the sanctioned. Psyche. Uh, all right. Well, first in the order is going to be Psyche here. Uh, you don't have to necessarily do anything, uh, but you just see Chester step up and get hit by all these wooden bullets. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> Ow! What in Sam Ow, fire dragon. Dad, damn it. Dad? 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 Uh, oh, no! Did you come back from getting milk? Dad! Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so is Chester just that mean? That's like, my dad left to get milk and didn't come back. Yes, that that was. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That was the basis for like most of his backstory. Oh was my god. My vampire dad left shortly before no- morning to get milk and I never saw him again. We, we, were, we, were, we were just shit posting at like three in the morning when Jacob was trying to figure out what uh, ancestry to play. And I, remember, I think it was you that came up with that for Dampire, and I just we kept laughing at it. We kept going around to other ancestries, and we'd come back to that one and laugh at it again. Stop. And then two weeks happened, and we still kept laughing at it. So that's what you went with. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm here, going what to do first. I'm gonna roll the thing. Oh uh, no, no, don't roll it for this because you haven't done magic yet today. Also, no, aren't this we not in? This isn't a combat? This is not what I would uh, describe as a uh, life-threatening combat or a non-trivial combat encounter. Okay. Oh? Uh, Then I'm going to just cast harm on 
<laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I forgot I was Chester is a vampire Williams. Not a cat is a vampire. She got what? What? <laughs> you stop that! You stop that! <laughs> what? What? <laughs> okay. I'm going to cast harm on you. I thank you. Uh, I'm going to do the two action version, which has a range of 30 feet. If I'm healing an undead creature, I increase the HP restored by eight. Okay. And I think that that actually went up now uh, because of my second level. Oh, really? Would this be heightened? Not yet. Not, not yet. Not That's meta magic stuff. Okay. Okay. It's, a, it's like Pathfinder First Edition where every odd level increases your spell level. Yes. All right. So this is a D8 plus eight. Okay. Should have had a D8. Do you need to use a dice tray? I'm going to throw this as hard as I can at your head. You rolled it off the table twice. Okay, that's a six. Six plus eight. Fourteen. I am begging fool! Perfect. Maybe you really are the sanctioned exact help. I feel so much better. I hope I don't get shot again. You're going to get shot again. <laughs> you gonna get shot again, uh, Alonzo? It is your inside. turn. I am. Um, you see all these wooden bullets just hit the shed in front of you. Can I attempt to disarm the trap, or has it already gone off? You can disarm it. Yeah. I want to inspect and see if I can disarm, like if it would go again. You rolling like perception or something, or thievery? Um, perception. I want to see if I think it can go back off. What What would that be? Uh, I, you don't need to roll for that. You can just, it's still going off. Oh. Okay, so then I want to roll oh. thievery I to disarm it. I right, go yeah, before roll, it. Roll thievery. One would hope. There we go. Natty 16 for a 26. 26 so will do it. Oh, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Once it's gone off, you can't roll thievery. Uh, thievery would be to disable the pressure plate. What would it be then? Uh, it'd crafting. be crafting. If you're if you're trained in crafting, I'll keep I am the same trained roll. in crafting. So can I keep the sixteen? Yeah. What would the total? That be? That would be a total of twenty. All right. So with a crafting roll, you can spend one action to move up to Chester. Yeah, I, I use an action to move, and then I want to see if I can disarm the trap of yeah, crafting. That'll do it. You are able to just like take that little panel that that went down and just bolt it up. <laughs> Maybe you found a nail and a hammer in the in the shed and you just think quick and bam, 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 bam. That'll be your turn, I'm gonna guess. Unless there's something else. I don't do. feel I don't know what I would what else I would do with my action. Uh, but you do disable it. Uh, and you're now out of combat. Oh, so that's why we were in combat, because yeah, of the trap. Because it was still going. Yeah, and fun fact, even though now combat's over, you still hear it going. It's just <laughs> against the wood I put up. Uh, the trap hmm. stops after 10 rounds or when the oh. weight on the porch is removed, whatever comes first. The trap can operate for 10 rounds before its ammunition is exhausted. Holy That's a pretty shit. awesome trap. Uh, Chester will comment, it sure does seem like this guy's not too keen on hurting people. All these traps are annoying or can actually hurt you, but none of them is going to kill anybody. I can see why he don't want to work with Muglin. Muglin's a slimer type. <laughs> and the funny thing is, as soon as you... I would have had this happen on the trap's turn, but as soon as you get out of combat, you hear, Come back another time, please. No solicitors. Dunsmith sent us. Who? Dunsmith. Baby Dunsmith. Don't do that. We're here I'm to escort here. you to a brewery. He stops responding. 
The door's locked to the house. <laughs> and you hear, like, <laughs> bubbling noises. Oh, you stopped that alchemy nonsense. I'm the alchemy nonsense. Alonzo looks uh, to Chester. We can get him to unlock the door. I oh, would. Or I can. I would care to show you something if you would simply unlock the door. We have nothing to solicit to you except uh, help. You don't hear any response. Alonzo shouts through the door, I can open this door if you don't let us in. Chester will knock. Nothing. Chester will knock again. Nothing. Chester will knock again. You hear a small <laughs> and more bubbling noises. Hi, Alonzo, you're up. <laughs> uh, Alonzo, hey. Mr. Dunsmith. I am informing you that, that that's we... Not that's not Mr. Dunsmith. But Mr. Gattleby, I'm here to inform you. We are coming inside your house. We are here on account of Dunsmith. Please do not hurt us. All right. Uh, the door is locked. Um, Alonzo goes up to doors like, I mean, I can unlock it. Do it. This is our job. So uh, what's, what's your thievery base? Ten. Is uh, it enough? Yeah, you can just do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Akira is going to say as the door opens, we already understand the plan. We are willing to take you to the brewery on your way back, but you need to be ready to go. You don't hear anything. Again, just more bubbling noises. You get the vibe. He's not paying attention. Uh, and as you enter the house here, uh, you see... Also... I relocked the door behind me. Okay. Ooh. A dusty table and chairs sit against the north wall. A grime-covered window lets small amounts of light in through the south. This window is also boarded up. Um, doors open to the east and west. The door to the east is the one you're coming through, going outside, and the one to the west uh, is uh, unlocked. It's just an interior door on the opposite side of the room. So there's only one other door here. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chester will lead the way until the DM says check for traps. You're good. And whenever we reach the door, he'll check for traps if he needs to. If not, he'll let... Would you like to? I mean, I'd love to. Sure. Head. Hmm. Why not? 16 on the die. uh, 24 regular, 25 for traps. There are no traps. Ain't no traps. He'll still on the table. Get out of the way. You're going (laughs) to climb up on the table? (laughs) (laughs) Climb up on the table. Uh, you don't roll into the table and break what, it. Uh, no. What do I see <laughs> if I walk up while he's being ridiculous? <laughs> uh, you just you see a room. Uh, you have to step into it to to get I a little. Step bit inside. Uh oh. Reams of parchment, half-filled beakers, lit burners, pots of bubbling fluids, and countless other alchemical detritus are scattered about the work surfaces of this room. Shelves overflow with books. Glass containers spill from wooden crates, and a pungent odor permeates the entire area. Amid it all, a stooped human man smokes a limp cigarette and hunches over a small cage, carefully filling a tray with dried pellets. A big-eyed, six-legged chameleon paws slowly around the cage, picking up the pellets of dried food. A six-legged chameleon? Chameleons don't eat pellets. Maybe this this one's his alchemical familiar. Mm. Oh, I love your lizard. Ah! Boy, you are the persistent type, aren't you? It, well, I mean, we got sent here for you, so we figured you wouldn't mind if we came in. Ah, your persistent ones. Uh, what in Bryce's name do you want again? Sent to find me? What? Hey, one more time. What in Bryce's name do you want? The goddess of creation. Allow me. Yeah, see? They know what I'm talking about. I know who Bry is. Bry didn't send us. Well, who did? We have been sent 
by Phoebe Dunsmith, somebody who I believe you have had contact with before and uh, have arranged safe passing to a different workshop where you will not be accosted by Mugland. Ooh, ooh, show oh. him the thing. Show him the yes. thing. It is my understand. And uh, Psyker holds up the thing. I gesticulated it, but I realized that this is a, a <laughs> audio medium. An audio medium. medium. <laughs> oh! Oh, yeah, I did do that. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. It has been uh One week? too many knocks to the head. What? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I <laughs> forgot. I made a deal with Dunsmith. Um, yeah, I... Oof. Yeah, I need to stop by the brewery. Um, I need to get some of my stuff together. But, uh, yeah, I can go with you. Is it possible that we could pick up your stuff for you from the brewery after you have been safely relocated? Oh, I don't need to get stuff from the brewery. Yeah, why do you need to go to the brewery? I, well... Oh, come on, Mr. Gattleby. We're gonna be there with you anyway. Well, I guess I lied a little bit. There is some stuff there. There's also someone there. Uh... Is it your mistress? <laughs> no. <laughs> For the listening media platform we are, the Derek looks. had shifty eyes. Left, right, left, right. The looks. So we got to go by. Uh, the, the, there oh. is some things I left with someone that I would normally get myself, but I can't even leave the blasted house these days without the every bootlicker, bomber, and bureaucrat now can stop pawing at me. Uh-huh. That sure is bad. It's not great. You had an impressive selection of traps in your front yard. Ah, thank you. You did really good living through it all. Well, I mean, none of them were lethal, so... Probably. I have a question. Yes! Do you happen to have anything that could be posed as fake blood? Fake blood? Are we going to fake his death? I was wondering if that might be a good cover. Oh, that'd be so much fun. I know how to make a crime scene look convincing. Alonzo panics a little bit. The confidence with which you say that worries me. Listen, the I'm confidence lo- with which he says that shows that he is a professional, sir. Listen, a I've been to the academy, what? but I learned what I was Woo. good at after I got kicked out, so. You've been uh, to the academy? Oh, yeah. By the way, your explosive, uh, uh, demonstration, demonstration was really impactful. That was really cool oh, after the fact. a crater. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, sure, if you want to fake my death or whatever, that's Alonzo fine, but I still got to get out of here. I was like, um, I'm, I'm already in trouble for uh, breaking an intern that I didn't do. I'd prefer not to be on the run for the death of Gattleby as well. You're, they, they won't you're disguised, right? Yeah, they won't yeah, know it's we, us. We're disguised? Okay. My boy. You're a professional breaking and entering if you made it past all those traps. You should really change careers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, Mr. Gattleby, as we're traveling, I'm going to need you to do me a favor. Yes. Uh, I need you to listen to us when we tell you to do something. Keep your life safe because we've already found evidence. There are other people who are going to try and stop us. God damn it. I tell you, everyone's out to get me. That's You're right. Blow up one safe. <laughs> and then the second thing is, do you have anything that could help us? Uh, you got May any? I suggest a third thing? A third thing? Yes. Uh, Perish. Bah! <laughs> I was not talking about faking your death, sir. My one weakness? Explosive bullets? Uh, my one would weakness? It... Dying. Dying. <laughs> my one weakness? Death. My one weakness? The flesh. The flesh. Uh, <laughs> would you be opposed to exiting... Uh, your abode in 
Our bag of What's holding? The ba- in, in a bag of holding so that people will not see you if we are going to fake your death. Oh, let's actually look up this bag of holding real quick. Just before we start doing it this. It has enough room for it, just to be fair. It does? It does. All the right. question is how long we got stay into in this there? with the yes. clockwork handlers because you wanted to take their arms. Oh, that's right. And that's when I had to find out how much bulk a person was. Do you still have clockwork arms in you, on no, your gear? They have been unloaded. Oh, you gave them to. Well, oh, yeah, because bulk is 25 bulk, and yeah. bulk is actually a good bit. I. I. <laughs> this would be the most secure way to make sure that you are not seen leaving uh, a place where your body is supposed to be. Think of it as leaving in a make, creative trap. Make a difficult diplomacy check. And don't worry, we'll only keep you in there for nine minutes. You will be fine. Can I assist? Mm, sure. <sighs> you also have to make a diplomacy check. I know. <laughs> Does my comment think of it as a creative trap? 27. Count as 27? attempting to assist? Yeah, that was a 19. Don't worry about my assist. <laughs> Does my comment count as an attempt to assist? Uh, what did you I say? I said think of it as an elaborate creative trap. Uh, it doesn't matter, though, honestly. With okay. a 27, he's like, well, this is a really good way to get out of here. It would also make it look as though we were looting. Once, can I have one stipulation? Can, you, uh, can I put a little step stool in so I can poke my head out and not die? <laughs> well, I mean, we would only man. be going to a separate. We would only be going to a second location where we oh. could get you out. And he just, before you even finish talking, runs off to another part of his lab, starts digging through vials and bits of metal, and he's just like, "Aha!" And he pulls out this big, like, leather bladder-looking thing. He runs and hooks it up to this tank and just goes... I see. And the bladder starts filling up. Should we take your chameleon with us? Then he uh, puts a little cork on it or or seals it up. And it's like, I got some air. So would you just have us take you to the brewery then? Uh, We need to go brewery. Yes. And then uh, wherever the hell Dunsmith wants to keep me. Tavern. Yes, that place. Uh, but uh, one thing before we go, I gotta reset the traps, and I gotta get Slick. Who's Slick? Is oh. Slick the chameleon? Where the hell did that little lizard go? Ah! You look at the cage. The cage is empty. Are uh, you here? It's invisible. The this like creaking <laughs> on the floor, like something heavy is walking around. Oh! Uh, and you uh. Here, I actually have him on the map here. This conversation basically happened over here. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you look around the corner where you hear that creaking come from, and you see the same chameleon. But he is much, much, much larger. Oh! And he starts going, makes chameleon noises, and, like, walking over to you guys. He's like, oh, God, slick! That's where we're going to pick up next time. What? What is this nonsense? Did he lick his eyeball? Of all the things I expected, huge lizard wasn't one of them. What have you done, Slick? Always what have you done, Gettleby? Lizard. I don't know. Always expect huge At lizard. least I have my lizard. <laughs> Nobody expects the lizard inquisition. No one expects the lizard. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. 
If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of the podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash michaelgelfie. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Put the harmonica down. Not pe- put put it put it put it back in. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> Lever boy.